We're inside the How to Perform Deck Inspections course at Footings and Posts. Inspecting the footings, footing sizes, the depths of the footings, and buried components are beyond the scope of a home inspection. The home inspector is not required to have knowledge of local building codes in, in relation to the house footing, the deck footings, frost line, and soil types. Home inspectors are not required to inspect buried items and components. Let's talk about deck required footings. Deck footings are sometimes not visible during a home inspection. Decks must be supported on concrete footings or an approved structural system that can support all the deck loads. Deck structures that are attached to the house should be supported on concrete footings or other approved structural systems designed to accommodate those loads. Deck footings should be sized to carry the imposed loads from the deck structure to the ground. Footings are not required for freestanding decks with joists directly supported on the ground over the entire length of the joist. Footings are not required for a freestanding deck that has the joists bear directly on pre-cast concrete piers at grade without support by beams, posts, or a deck with an area not bigger than 200 square feet, or a walking surface not more than 20 inches above grade at any point within 36 inches measured horizontally from the deck edge. Undisturbed soil. The sediment of soils located below decks can pull the deck away from the ledger attached to the house. It is important that a deck footing may be sufficiently large enough to resist soil movement while every effort is made to place a deck's footing on undisturbed soils. A freestanding deck is not attached to the house. So we have this illustration below showing a freestanding deck with one of its posts resting on disturbed soil and that disturbed soil is located near the foundation of the house. A deck post should not be installed on disturbed soil and disturbed soil can often be found next to the foundation of a newly built house. Decks not supported by a dwelling, detached decks, freestanding decks, need not be provided with footings that extend below the frost line. Footing depth. Required footing depths vary based upon local building codes. Deck footings should be placed at least 12 inches, 305 millimeters, below the undisturbed ground surface. Where decks are attached to a frost protected structure, deck footings should also be protected from frost by extending below the frost line, settling it on solid rock, or there are other approved methods for frost protection. The illustration here shows the bottom of the deck post footing properly located below the frost line. There's the frost line there. There's the bottom of the deck deck footing, the post there. So what's the difference between disturbed and undisturbed soil? Well, disturbed soils are those which have been altered as a result of grading or construction, etc., giving the soil variable characteristics. Some codes consider soil to be undisturbed if it hasn't been disturbed in more than five years. A footing placed in undisturbed soil is desirable because that soil is more compacted and solid. Placing a footing in disturbed soil is less stable and may result in incremental failure of the deck support, as the footing is likely to sink lower and lower into the poorly bearing soil. There's a general rule of thumb called the seven foot rule for steep grades around a deck. This illustration here 
shows the seven foot rule. On steep properties, the slope of the ground around the footing could affect the footing stability. The seven foot rule states that there should be at least seven feet between the bottom of a footing and daylight. So there's the bottom of the footing of the deck post and there's seven feet horizontally measured to daylight to grade. Bottom of deck posts. The bottom of deck posts must be restrained to prevent lateral displacement. Lateral restraint may be provided by a minimum post of footing connection based upon a manufacturer's recommendations for connecting the restraint or by embedding the post at least 12 inches into the soil or concrete piers. Usually, home inspectors do not see the footing and the post is buried into the soil. Lateral restraint can be provided by a manufactured connector or minimum post embedment of 12 inches, 305 millimeters, in surrounding soils or concrete piers. The image here shows a post base, base that is not attached to its footing. Posts should be connected to their footings so that the post doesn't lift up or slip off. This image here shows a precast concrete pier. Posts can lift out of these concrete piers and piers can slide. Posts should be connected to their footings so that the post doesn't lift up or slip off. This image here shows a proper post to footing connection. Posts should be connected to their footings so that the post doesn't lift up or slip off their footings. Here is an illustration showing an adjustable post to footing connection. What if the deck is really high off the ground? This illustration here shows a high deck being supported by four by four posts. Tall four by four posts twist under load and four by four posts, even when treated, decay below grade a little quickly. As a general rule, for all but the lowest of decks, decks should be at least six by six, built with six by six inch posts and no higher than 12 feet. 14 feet is accept acceptable if some cross bracing is used and the posts are eight by eight. Four by four posts can be used for heights of up to 14 feet, but only under certain building standards and circumstances. So that's about high decks and footings and posts.